Marissa. When Marissa died on the OC, we were working at Leon's. Oh, was it then? Yeah. You, you guys wore... Oh, yeah, we wore black armbands <laughs> the next day. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. For Marissa Cooper. And is it MC? <laughs> Marissa Cooper. <laughs> that was good. Uh-huh. Good times. And nobody said anything? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Fuck, dude. You could, you could kill somebody and not get fired there. I... I Looking back, I've never had a job like that again. Like, I, I'm sorry, I've never had a job like that, and I'll never have a job like that again. Like, yeah, that one guy they finally fired, and that was because he slept on a couch on the showroom floor <laughs> while customers were walking around. That's what it took. That's what it took. That's what it took. Guys would disappear for like two weeks and then just show up again. Yeah, that was wild. Oh, those drivers were crazy. I mean, that's what it was Zach, like. Zach, remember Zach? Zach yeah, you fucking guy, fucking get the <laughs> this little Lebanese guy. I mean, that's what it was like in Calgary at the time, though. Like, people were just happy somebody showed up. Hey, welcome back to Action Action, the action movie podcast that watches all the action movies that we can in a week. Which is one per week. Which is one. Well, yeah. If we're one. lucky. Uh, and we put them on a list. This is episode number... Oh, man. <laughs> Every put time. On the spot. Every time. I'm going to say it's episode <laughs> one, 111. One, it's 111. This is episode 111. 111. Atomic Blonde. 2017, directed by David Leach. Oh, Davy Leach. We just did a movie by him not too long ago. Oh, good, yeah. old, uh, good old Hobbs and Shaw there was directed by David Leach. Oh, that was a disappointment. Let's see how this stacks up. Before we get into that, you guys watch anything interesting quickly? Well, I watched uh, some AEW. Of course you did. Oh yeah, um, some dynamite. I forgot yeah. you're on this train now. Hey, have you? Did you watch the last episode? I did. I watched the most recent one. Yeah, uh, it's pretty fantastic. I'd have to say. It's pretty fun. The uh, the one before that with f- Moxley and the oh yeah at the end the champagne <laughs> the bubbly a little bit of the bubbly <laughs> that was good. Uh, the four way tag team match that was good. Yeah. Where he like you guys lifts, lifts that, you, that guy up and like throws him onto I don't know how many guys. Are, you guys like, understand what? that you're just like no one. <laughs> you're not, We're talking no, about stuff we like no, here. There's no context for anything. You're not saying names. You're not saying the young bucks. The, yeah, the young bucks. Yeah, and that other guy, <laughs> Kenny Omega. Oh yeah, Hangman and Page. Hang, hangman Page. Yeah, yeah, pretty fun. What else? What happened at the end of that one? I can't remember. Um, the guy that wears the sweater, or not the sweater, the scarf. What's his name? Like G. Oh, MJF. G- MJF. He's great at being a heel. Oh man, <laughs> he's he's such a good bad guy. <laughs> he's great. He's funny too. And his music is so perfect because it's like <laughs> it's just like a, this is like a, the music of a wanker. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and his facial expressions. John's like good. falling asleep over here. So. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> so that's what I watched. Uh, I didn't have time for anything else. Uh, I watched uh, that 1917 earlier today. Oh, how was that? And so that's pretty good. Pretty well made. Pretty, 
I don't know, pretty arresting. Uh, uh, maybe not quite as... I don't know, I had in my mind, like, I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking great, because it's, like, it's meant to look like it's one shot, and all this, and I, I like that, I love that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Big rope fan. Yeah. Um, but it is really good, it's just maybe, maybe I hyped it up a little bit in my mind, so I wasn't quite as taken with it as I wanted to be. But Is well, it better than Spectre? Or Spectre? The, I don't know. I'm looking at, oh yeah, I'm looking at Sam, Sam Mendes', Sam Mendes like last few movies. I like Skyfall a lot. Uh, it's well worth seeing, for sure. And especially, I mean, it does seem like a movie you should watch on a fucking giant screen, but I guess everybody has giant screens. At I them, automatically want to compare it to Dunkirk. Yeah, and that's the most recent other war movie, exactly. right? Exactly. So how does it stand up against Dunkirk? Even though they're not obviously uh, not the same thing in any way. I think I... Different wars. I had a more compelling experience, I think, when I watched Dunkirk. Um, because it's just, you know, Nolan always makes weird shit in a weird way, um, that I get drawn into. And this, I knew that the conceit was the, you know, uh, the, the one, the single shot or not, or at least made it look like a single shot. I saw a, like a little behind the scenes where they, they show like how they created one of the shots in it where he's like running along the side of a trench and it, looks yeah there's it's, there's it's a, a ton of times where you're watching it and you're like how the fuck did they do yeah, that <laughs> it's like th- watching it being shot like that one scene is just fucking amazing it's amazing like the how everybody's working together and like how the cameras mm-hmm. the movement of the cameras and everything and like the way it looks and it's like get cuts in and out between like the footage like cut together properly or sorry like edited and right called. this is this is definitely a movie yeah. where I will definitely want to watch the, you know, the making of kind of thing because, you know, you see, oh, you know, when we had the DVD era, you had all those bonus oh, features man. on everything. Mm-hmm. The DVD era was the best and, era. Uh, yeah, for for movie for collecting, movie. it was uh, like, absolutely. Speaking of which, the Grand Budapest Hotel is getting a Criterion Collection. Oh yeah, finally. Like I don't know, maybe it's time to start getting Blu-rays again. <laughs> well, there's lots of great Blu-rays and companies putting out like great Blu-rays. Blu-ray. Oh yeah, especially but, like um, especially like Almo Draft House or whoever like putting out like. Oh yeah, and there's like a whole bunch of companies putting out good stuff, but DVDs you just got all that extra content. Um, and, you know, now we're, we don't have the fucking time to watch it anyway. But I would make the time to watch the making of 1917 because that's just one of those things where you're like. I can't even really fucking figure out how they did some of it. So with a camera, how did the camera go where it goes and stuff? Did you say that when you were at, I'm, I'm sorry, I just went and looked up draft house films. Um, did you say that when you went to go see how did this get made, you saw the visitor? Yeah, we watched the visitor oh. and, uh, draft house just put it out. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That's funny. Well, I don't know if they just put it out, but it's like the first movie that pops up when on, on their ticker. Yeah, and then it's Miami Connection. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they did. They resurrected Miami Connection. I watched a little film yesterday that a lot of people are talking about, called Parasite. Oh, you finally you saw that? Yeah, I finally saw it. Parasite, <laughs> and what's what's that? Uh, it's a Korean film. Um, what's the director's name? Bong Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, uh, I didn't want to say it. Um, it's really good. Yeah, it's different it's (laughs) startling the ending is nuts (laughs) uh it's just it's a really it's a great film it's a it's pretty much a film about like classism and uh there's this upper class family it follows a um like a poor family and 
how they kind of infiltrate this upper class yeah uh uh household and yeah they each mm. sort of become like one of them becomes a tutor for one kid yeah then he gets he gets it in so like his sister is a tutor for the other kid yeah. but they're all pretending like they're not related to each other yeah oh, and then okay. the dad becomes the driver for the for the dad of the household oh okay and the mom becomes the housekeeper and all this until they're all like they're all in working there. there and yeah i had no idea hmm. I, I knew uh, nothing about the film going into it other than it was about like class warfare and it was it's unexpected. Those, yeah, it's you one know, of those it, movies you're watching and you're like, I don't know where this is going. Like, what's going to happen next kind of thing? Which is always fun because you're just like, you know, normally you watch a movie and you're like, okay, this is the beat. They're going to hit this beat, this beat. And yeah, and I don't know much about these actors. Um, the dad is like, obviously, to me, is a standout. Like, he's so good. Yeah, I think everyone is the, really good. Yeah, they all are really good. They're, I, they shouldn't say that. For some reason, the dad just stood out to me as being really mm-hmm. great. But now that I think about it, like, they're all really good. He combines mm. so many like flavors in one movie and like tonal shifts that shouldn't work, but like he some like they well, yeah. like it's comedic at one moment. It's com- then it's like super suspenseful and like I don't yeah. know, it's all over. Yeah, yeah, it's a it, it is comedic, but it's it's like a taut thriller. Yeah, and there's like horror elements. Mm. Uh, yeah, like you're definitely being like emotionally manipulated the entire way, where like he's through the like through the film like he's telling you exactly how to feel and you don't feel manipulated like i think i don't know like you, yeah, yeah you're you're or, just or you're being manipulated in the in the way that you want a movie to yeah manipulate you. Yeah. yeah like yeah. and i think it you're just definitely in it and it's like two hours just like goes by and you're like oh okay <laughs> that's a crazy film i understand why everybody's like so stoked about it so that's up for best picture too, uh, as well as 1917. Yeah. So now after seeing 1917 today, I've I've seen all the fucking best so picture. What are they all now? This year. Uh, there's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, Parasite, Marriage Story, Little Women, um, Jojo Rabbit, Jojo Rabbit, Ford versus Ferrari. Ford, yeah, that was a surprising one to me. Ford v Ferrari. And The Irishman. And The Irishman. Oh, and Joker. Oh, and Joker. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Ford v Ferrari, I actually, I actually found pleasantly enjoyable. It's very much oh, like really feels like a really like 1995 kind of movie, but it's like it's like super movie-ish. I don't know okay. how to explain, but it's like very enjoyable to watch. So all I've seen, no, Parasite isn't up for best picture, by the way. I thought it was. Are you sure? No. Oh yeah, it is. I've, I apologize. It's right there. So I've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. That's it. So uh, what's your thoughts? Oh yeah, Dustin. Well, well, out of the options, I I'd probably go with Parasite. Uh, it's not gonna win. It's not gonna win. There's no way. Fucking um, Marriage Story is gonna win probably. Marriage Story would be my second though. Like that, I really liked that movie a lot. The only thing I know about Marriage Story is the Hollywood Handbook guys making fun of Marriage Story. Oh yeah, there's apparently a lot of memes related to. Well, like there's this one part where he's like, he's like, I gave, I could have had anyone, I could have had anyone I sell for, oh, yeah. and it's like. You settled for Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> oh tough, yeah, okay. Tough life, tough life, yeah. tough life, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> it's a that's a hard movie to watch. That it's Noah Baumbach. Yeah, I like Pretty Noah brutal. Baumbach films. Pretty brutal in an emotional way. I don't know about this Joker movie. No, that's the one movie where I'm like, get get serious. Like I don't know <laughs> why it just, so serious. <laughs> I, I what sucks about it is I haven't seen it yet, and it just. 
It's, it's just, not just, bad. It, it's just not a fucking best picture of the year movie. Like, I don't, every time somebody comes to me and they're like, Joker, like, wow. <laughs> and they have. People have come to me oh, and yeah, like, people fucking and love like, it. And I'm if like, you try uh, to t- say why it sucks, they're like, you fucking, you should die. <laughs> I heard well, it's, why, why is it so good? Like, I haven't seen it, so... I don't know. I guess I should just, watch it. it. It's it's an eat, it's got an eat the rich story, which is pretty popular this year. I feel like which is which is, fine. Which is fine. Because you should. But there's just like a very, I don't know, fragmented sort of delivery of what the message of the movie is, which which took away from it for me. Well, plus but, fucking but Todd you should Phillips, watch it just for fucking Joaquin Phoenix. But Todd like. Phillips has come out and been kind of a fucking. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the word? He's been very like um, willfully ignorant about why there's pushback about well, it. Well, I get why you'd want to defend your movie that you made. No, but he's also <laughs> been like, he's also been one of those guys who's like, yeah, like a white man can't get a break these days. And like, why is everybody oh, so... I thought, I thought that was uh, Terry Gilliam. <laughs> oh, Terry Gilliam. Oh, fuck. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He seems out of step. But I mean, like, you're rich and famous and you make movies. Like, why would anybody expect you to be like, understand anything but uh parasite's great he gets it <laughs> yeah i guess that's another movie that had a similar theme in some ways to to joker but knives out so knives out fuck yeah man knives out and since we've last on the podcast knives out it's getting a sequel right yeah. i don't think we talked oh, about yeah, that you, you brought yeah up. you oh, brought it up okay. yeah anyway Let's talk, let's move on from what we have watched to what we also watched together. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> separate, separate, but times. together. <laughs> Roll the trailer for Atomic Blonde. Lorraine Broughton, an expert in escape and evasion. Provisioned in intelligence collection. Let's cut the crap, shall we? And hand to hand combat. It's an impressive set of skills. Talents can be overrated. Lorraine, how well do you know James Gascoigne? Enough to say hello. He's dead. Find out who's hunting down our operatives. Where a lot of brave men and women are going to show up dead. Fuck. Your contact is David Percival. Let me help you with your bags. Welcome to Berlin. Fuck's sake. Trust no one. Oh, bollocks. You look like you need saving. So you made contact with the French operative? Obviously. I think I fucking love you. That's too bad. She's a killer queen. Boom. All right. So, Atomic Blonde, uh, 2017 movie uh, directed by David Leitch, uh, starring Shilly's Theron, James McAvoy, 
Eddie Marzen, John Goodman, Toby Jones, Sophia Butella, and Bill Skarsgård. Um, right, who I didn't even recognize in this Which does, doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, he wasn't <laughs> wearing his makeup, so maybe that's what it was. He, he didn't look like Pennywise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't holding a red balloon. So, it, so he was he unrecognizable. He wasn't in a gutter. Um, so after another spy's murder, MI6 uh, operative Lorraine Broft, Broughton? Broughton. Broughton must find a missing list of double agents, identify a traitor, and escape with her life. Was that what this was about? Yeah, and apparently. That kind of clears it up for me a little bit. <laughs> so this movie takes place... I should have read that first. Yeah, this movie takes place in 1989 uh, in, Ger- in Berlin. Um, just about... a. Like as the wall is falling. Yeah, just about to fall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty much, it's the story uh, told by uh, the main character uh, Lorraine uh, to uh, Eric Gray, Toby Jones' character, and uh, Emmett Car- whatever Emmett Kersfeld. Yeah, John Goodman, who's a CIA uh, operative. Uh, yeah, she's relaying it back to them. She's relaying it back to them. At the same time, there's this guy C who's watching through a one-way mirror and it's pretty much just like her going through the last 10 days um, before the wall falls, as the wall falls, and then the aftermath. So why did they say if the wall falls, then like they're fucked? Uh, Because if the wall falls, then there's no point in having spy games. Wait, who says they're fucked? That... That's what they say, like, when she's relaying what happened, the guy that's behind the mirror, when she meets with him, mm-hmm. he says to her, like, all this needs to happen because when the wall falls, we want to make sure we have that list or something like that. Oh, okay, right. Oh, okay, so, sorry. Relating to the list that she's trying to retrieve. Basically, if the wall falls and we're on the wrong side of it, then we're screwed. Whatever that means. Yeah, well, I gotta be honest. There's a lot that I didn't necessarily follow totally clear. And I've seen this, I saw this movie in the theater. Uh, and I think I kind of just went along for the ride when I watched it in the theater. And now watching it again, I was like, this is a convoluted fucking movie. Yeah, let's just say this. Is this the first? So, Dustin, you saw it in the theater. James, have you seen it before? No. Yeah, I'd never seen it. Um, I, I, I knew about it, obviously, because of David Le- Leach. Right. Um, who helped direct the first John Wick? I think he helped write it too, didn't he? Yeah, and he's a he's a stunt guy, and he did um, Deadpool two, Deadpool, yeah. Um, so that's where I, I that that this was coming off of him having such success with John Wick. Yeah, he got this film. Yes, and this definitely has um, more of a Wick feeling in the action, I think, than Hobbs and Shaw, for example. They oh yeah, did. definitely. Um, um, but I guess what I get caught up in is the um they can all anticipate the wall is gonna fall right they know it's gonna fall like really soon so it's like there's a rush to do whatever they gotta do before the wall falls but why not just wait until the wall falls then you can get the guy out that has the list memorized yeah james is totally right they should have just waited for the wall to fall then everything would have been fine uh, so it's like maybe they thought he would get found and killed before then. I don't know. Because the Russians were after him. I know, but it's probably easier to hide him than to try to 
I mean, a blonde in the middle of the street or a blonde walking around, it's pretty easy to spot. Versus, let's be honest. They right? don't know what he looks like. A blonde, a blonde in Berlin at that time is like a cherry red Camaro. <laughs> All right, that thing standing out. Y- yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting at, basically. No, I'm guessing <laughs> a bisexual French woman, uh, possibly lesbian. I don't know, but just uh, to just she just blends in and she's a character for no reason. <laughs> Other than uh, um, have a sex scene with Charlie Theron, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like they wanted her to have some some characters she could feel like she trusted in the movie, because obviously David Percival, played by McAvoy, is like the slimiest spy guy in the game. He is awesome. Yeah, he, he, he is, he great is awesome. Like, he's, he's fucking. He's great. perfect in his role. I, I, I low key James McAvoy. I yeah. think I love him. I think he he's been doing a lot of good work in the last few years. Like even if you don't like those like Split and Glass movies, he is fucking yeah, great in them. He is great in them. Um, they're worth watching just to watch him do his thing. But yeah. I think they are at least Glass, one, just I, at least once Split, to see him do uh, all the different personalities. I haven't seen Glass. Split sucked. Yeah, it's not a good movie, but that he's mo- great. That's, that's the first one, right? Yeah, that's the first one. Yeah, everybody loved that movie. I remember Dinah was about to have the kids. The twins, when it sounds yeah, twins, when uh, when that movie just came out, I, I could download it then. Yeah, and I watched it. And I was like, "What the fuck, man? Why is everybody <laughs> so stoked on this movie?" I think mostly because of him. Like, he's I think, really I think good. that sometimes if there's like such a, uh, I don't know, just magnetic performance, I, I think it like kind of confuses people into thinking that a movie is good. Sometimes, yeah, I mean, he definitely. That role, like the way he plays, it, is perfect. Yeah, he's just a lot of completely fun. completely believable. And then on the other hand, in It Chapter Two, you had to ask yourself why he was even there. Who does he play in It Chapter Two? I haven't seen it. He plays Bill, growing up. Stutters, That's the main, the main yeah. kid. Yeah, really. I wouldn't yeah. have seen him as a Bill. It's not even that he's bad. It's that they just don't give him anything interesting to do. I guess anyway. I always just saw Bill as being like tall and like lanky. Hmm. I didn't see Bill as being. Shorter and stockier. <laughs> well, there you go. I don't fuck you, Dustin. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's really great. There are some things that I like about this movie. Like I don't like I don't think it's a bad movie. It's just that it gets so far up its own ass with its spy machinations. Like, oh, what's who's on which side? What's yeah? What, and to the point where you're like, I don't even know who these people are. What their what yeah, their well, roles let's, are. Let's take a step back here and let's just get into what the movie's about. So, the, like I said, the movie's about uh, Lorraine just kind of relaying her story. So she's an agent for MI6 who is uh, tapped by uh, Eric, Toby Jones, and C, and she is sent to Berlin to recover the body of a um, an agent who was uh, murdered or killed by a Russian agent whose name is not up on our board. Nope. Starts with Some a B. guy with a beard. Starts with a B. Anyway, so she's, that, that's her like main goal. So she gets sent to Berlin uh, and she's burnt as soon as she shows up. Yeah. And you get uh, that car sequence. So you get a car sequence up. where she's picked up by the KGB because uh, McAvoy is, uh, he had... Uh, drank too much and he fucked two girls 
and he was tied to a bed <laughs> and he couldn't make it so on time. Late. So he was <laughs> late because mm-hmm. McAvoy is crazy. <laughs> He's a crazy wild man who has, I like how they always, and this is something I noticed, I, you know, you know, so long is uh, when they want to show like a, a guy is like, He's really wild. He's a bad boy. They, it's always he had sex with two women. <laughs> Whoa. He always, the, like, you know, like the villain or the bad guy, like the real bad guy always wakes up with multiple women in his bed. I don't even think we're supposed to get the idea he's a bad guy. No, not guy, bad guy, but, but, like, just, but, but like that type of character. Like, he's debauched. Yeah, like it's like, okay, calm down. <laughs> like show him getting pegged or something. It's like party. <laughs> like show like, I mean like, like push that, the, yeah, I'm not even saying that like, being be, pegged uh, is like even like, a, it's, not, it's not even a bad thing. It's like whatever you're into. But I'm saying like <laughs> calm, calm down with like this like. Right. It's a tired. Uh, yeah. Ha, show him going to, you know what's scarier? Going to bed on time. <laughs> that person has dedication. Are you passing out early because he's yeah. so tired from working so hard? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think like choosing to go to bed at a reasonable hour. <laughs> it's so edgy. Or like, yeah, maybe just like, or maybe just like, like, like doing heroin and then like falling asleep, and then waking up on time. Like that shows like this guy's he's a, he's a loose cannon heroin, <laughs> but he also wakes up on time. So he's a he's you know a functional addict, <laughs> high functioning I'd say. Um, yeah. So uh, so she's burnt. She fights her way out of it, which is yeah. a pretty cool scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty good scene. Fun, good way to start. Yeah, she fights. Uh, she fights two guys in a in a car. Uh, she ends up throwing one of them out. Yeah, of the back seat, mm-hmm. which is pretty. It's it's pretty fun. Like I like how she like she takes her shoes off. Like right, it gets get ready because like, she realizes these are not not the guys. Yeah, which you get a couple of those moments. Not her real contacts. Well, in the movie. It, it's the moments where you start to see like the craft work. Like you start to see right. like her training is like kicking in. Like and she's like she she's more than the what she looks like. She's like so she's like preparing. She takes her shoes off. She uses them as a weapon. Like she's like methodically thinking through like how she's gonna get through this. Yeah. What's what's interesting in this movie like. Okay, so this whole movie plays out to the end, and you find out like she's a double agent, double like a triple Jeez, agent uh, or whatever. Spoilers! Hey, but, hey, 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 not yet, buddy. Uh, but it's like, oh, the, like there's all these layers, and you're like, supposed you're supposed to be like, oh man, like wow, she's like thinking on all these different levels. Yet there's multiple times where she totally like gets caught in like some simple mistake or trusting somebody or what's an example um well i mean all the stuff with uh mcavoy where of course he planted a bugs on her clothes on her clothes and stuff like that and i know like it kind of shows that she knows that but when she's like searching her whole place trying to find it like and then she finally thinks oh i'm gonna check my jacket Mm. I don't know. It's just kind of. You think he, she would know where all this stuff is because she would have already searched it all out, right? And then she could just pinpoint where it is. But I don't know. Well, it kind of you know wants to have its cake and eat it too in some ways, like because it's trying to trick you about you know we don't know who Satchel is before while we're watching it. Mm-hmm. 
So then she has to look like she's somewhat not inept, but like that she screwed up in some ways that she didn't necessarily actually screw up because she's actually playing him, you know, like, oh, you know, at the end when she finally, you know, turns it around on him and ends up killing him in that alley or whatever. Yeah. Um, You talking about James McAvoy? Yeah. She kills Percival. Sorry, I was zoned out for a second. Uh, and then we realize, oh, she's like a double person. Well, no, you, you realize that before. Um, well, yeah, you realize it because of what he says. That's the reveal, though. Right it's then. the reveal, but it's not. It's not the reveal. Isn't because she kills him. No, the reveal is he says he says you're, this, you've been a naughty girl because he he has the he, list. Well, and he, he, he says he says that's how you're gonna. She says, I'm gonna kill Satchel, being James McAvoy. Yeah, because she's pretending that he's. And Satchel. then he says. So that's how you're going to play it. And that's the moment where you're supposed to, as the audience, be like in that line where you're like, oh, she she's the double agent mm-hmm. all along. Like, I, I never believed that he was the double agent. Well, no, that would have been entirely too obvious. That right? would have been a good movie. <laughs> uh, well, maybe. I, don't, I, I, well, I always the, thought it was her. The only thing you're supposed to get from that, like, is that he just. He just loves the game of Berlin. He right. just loves. He's like dug in there. He's yeah. Like, he's loving it there. He's not. He doesn't want to leave. He's enjoying all the benefits of yeah. the life there. Two girls, Jack Daniels. <laughs> two, two, two girls. girls. Larry, Larry Flint, hustler. Right. Yeah. His uh, library. Can I point out something that really bugged me in this film? And this is a very small thing, but um, whenever they showed her at her uh for like apartment or condo or hotel room or whatever mm-hmm. it always showed the same footage on tv oh i didn't notice that yeah so it always showed this one guy with a bloody nose like over and over again like the oh. same news was looping but it was mm-hmm. like the same scene was always it was probably some footage from like a protester that they just put on in but the, they could have just played they could have just had it just yeah different footage different yeah. footage that's kind of a, a bit of a sloppy thing. Yeah. So the I think the the sense of this movie is that, okay, so she's got to get Spyglass. We, have we didn't talk about Spyglass yet? Not really, no. All right. So there's this list. Um, it's a burn list. It's the same list from Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible 1. Yeah. Uh, it's the, a the list knock, of... The knock list. The knock list. It's the, the knock list. She has to get the knock list and uh, this guy Spyglass, he had it. He had it put into a watch on microfiche. Right. He also um, memorized it. He also memorized it. So he's a walking knock list. Um, how this list exists. Yeah, that's not really broad. Is not explained. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not explained in... Yeah, I mean, in, that's the kind of thing you th- you see them throw. It's like, oh, well, that's just known spy movie shit. So we just throw we just have to throw that out there and not provide any fucking explanation. But this, this is supposed to be a list of all agents, it's like th- including It's supposed to be Americans all, all Russian and, and American agents. And British. And British. It's supposed to be everybody. So how does he have all of these lists? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, um, so the guy who's not on the... Fucking Lord Dustin. The beard guy? Didn't seem all that important to me. He's pretty important. He's the <laughs> linchpin of connecting the movie. The guy who kills the dude in the opening scene. Yeah. He's and the that one that Percival kills later with the... Uh, yeah. He's the one who has the list the entire time. Um, oh, that guy? I thought you would have been better at this or something? 
Doesn't he say that? Yeah, to the, yeah, first, he, to the he, guy he kills. So he, well, he, no, he says, I thought I was going to be killed by the worst, not you or something like that at the beginning. Oh, the best, he says. Yeah. yeah. And then later he says to Percival, I thought you'd been better at this. And then Percival stabs him in the head with a ice pick. Right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, this dude, this Russian dude has the list. He's a Russian agent. And uh, he's willing <laughs> to sell it to whoever. Anyway, we, so Perci- yeah, Percival guy. has gotten a hold of, he's become aware of Spyglass and he's kind of... Spyglass comes to him. Right. And he's going to, he's going to smuggle him out of East Germany. And his family. Mm-hmm. And his family, yeah. So, and then of course Charlize is pulled into it and she's going to, once they get down to actually doing the mission, Percival is taking the wife and kid and she's taking Spyglass and trying to get him out and they're doing it at the same time as like all these people are in the streets protesting and shit we should probably talk about some of the other action sequences way before that though because that's near the end of the movie yeah but i mean there aren't that many really to talk about uh no we got the car we talked about yeah uh then we've got uh, a scene with the cops follow her into an apartment yeah so we've got the apartment it's i think his name is is i think his name is james the guy that's killed at the beginning yeah yeah maybe sounds right James? Yeah. James, I, I can you know. confirm? You probably should have known that. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Okay, so anyway, she goes to her ex-lover's uh, uh, apartment yeah, look and for looking, looking for clues. I thought she would just know enough to say hi. This is also where we get the reveal while she's giving, while she's like talking to um, her handlers that there's, she's not just looking for the knock list. She's also looking for this double agent named Satchel. Yeah. Um, that's why the Americans shouldn't be in the room right now, which is what she says. It was like an extra mission given to yeah. her by her British MI6 people. Yeah. We, she also calls uh, uh, Emmett a cocksucker. Yeah, John Goodman. Yeah. Right. And there's this funny tete tete. Like, what was that? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, would you like me to play the tape back? Mm hmm. But yeah, so you get an action sequence there, where which she is pretty has fun. To beat up. Yeah, that's, she would have worn scene. a different outfit if she knew that, right? If she was going to get in a fight, <laughs> she, fight, she ties that rope. I say that's a, it's uh, pretty fun. That's a pretty fun action sequence. Like I like how she. Uh, I think it's a garden hose. Oh, it's, garden a, hose. it's a garden hose that she goes and gets from the the patio. Right. Um, it reminds me of the scene in, um, Shanghai Noon. <laughs> oh, with the yeah, I guess. fire! I didn't hose. think of that. That's, but, the, that's the first thing I thought of. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's you can see, I can see that. Yeah, I like that scene. I thought it was fun. Uh, it's like I, once again shows just like she's like this badass. Mm-hmm. I like how it shows her getting completely exhausted. Yeah, and especially in the in the climax, like the sequence, in yeah, the, in the hallways of the building and stuff. Yeah. I want to work our way up to that because it's like the only really good. Yeah, set piece in the movie the, it's the by far the best but I do like how they just make her out to be like because she is I always have this hard thing and I, I don't I don't it can't just be me what I do have this hard thing where I was like there's a 130 pound woman mm-hmm. who's kicking the shit out of like these 230 pound men it's the training man <laughs> and and I do have this thing where I'm just like but but like just the weight alone Gives you an advantage. Gives you an advantage. And the height. Makes you the best. Right, true. But, like, if you're going to fight, like, ten guys, right, they're all highly trained. Well, that's why I appreciate 
I'm, I mean, I know you want to keep putting it off, but I want to just reference it a little bit is, is the scene in the hallways because that scene, she takes a real fucking beating and it takes like all of her effort to get through it and to manage to kill yeah. those guys. And I kind of wish the earlier scenes had a bit of that more of that okay. in them too. Well, so to the, jump, the more majority of the movie should have been like that type of yeah. fighting. I mean, yeah. if, if it, if it was like but it been, two or three more scenes like that. This this would have jumped way. But up. it would have been yeah. un, it would have been un, unsustainable because she she couldn't have done what she does in that later scene. Yeah. It, so well, but pretty much. So we have the. I don't know. We, we see have, Wick do that shit through a whole movie. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it's easier to accept from a guy. Like I'm for an audience, maybe for an audience. I'm not mm. saying like it's all fantastical, right? So like I'm yeah. Like it's it's none of this is real. I don't know. I it, don't think so. I well, mean. You can watch videos online of like some of these kickboxers kicking like concrete blocks or posts with their I agree their legs and this like how the hell can you do that over and over and over again? I totally agree. I think that we're just like it's not that a woman can't have that character. It's just that we have to build up to that. Like right. We've, we've almost fetishized men in a sense of like how they can be these like crazy warriors. Right. And I think the audience like. I think the audience just needs to like get there. Like women yeah. can do think, it. Uh, it's just it's not a matter of that. It's just a matter of like you honestly need to be trained to like. Sure, and, but she's supposed to be a top spy, right? So like, I, I find it easier to buy with someone like Charlize Theron in the in the role because we've already seen her in something like Fury Roads where she's a badass. Yeah, and she's like tall as fuck. It's true. And so like, it's easier to buy that she's tough. And then you know when they show that sequence, especially like I'm saying that final sequence. Um, well, not final sequence, well, but it's that, funny. that main action sequence. She takes that beating, and and you get that real sense of like how physically exhausting this would be. Yeah, how much how much you have to go through, how how battered you are. There's and they do show that too throughout the movie. She takes those cold ice baths because her body is like so fucking yeah. bruised and battered. Well, there, yeah, there's two things, like two more scenes I want to talk about before we get to the the scene. But like, there's actually um, uh, we. The, the the ending of the uh, apartment scene that we were just talking about, she like comes down and she's on the, you know, on the road, mm-hmm. and these two cops are like, you know, like, hey, freeze, come talk to me, yeah, and she puts her, uh, she's a she's wearing a turtleneck and she like brings her, it up over her nose mm-hmm. like, as a form of disguise, I guess, and she writes, and I I was like, that's a guy. When they flipped, I was like, oh, "That's like a, the stunt." I thought that was a stunt guy. Mm. And then no, she like she pulls that down, and it was like her the entire time. There was no cuts. There was no way that they like. So like she does have that. Like, she is imposing. Yeah, and it does make I, it more believable. I do appreciate it. Like, um, you know, say this versus something like Resident Evil movies where Mila Jovovich is kicking ass, but it's done in a very like. I don't know how to explain it. It's like sterile, like almost like I want to say overproduced, like a record where it's like super clean and like no effort is involved. She can flip over all the people and kick them in the face, whatever. It's very like stylized. And I mean, this is stylized, too, but in a different way. But but it also it almost feels like what you're doing is like when an action sequence happens, it's like you're extracting it being uh, like Mila Jovovich and you're, you're just plugging in anything. And at that well, I'm moment, just trying to compare the two movies. And, yeah, so. and what I'm saying is that, like, at that point, like anybody could have done that. Like, there's nothing. 
gritty about it. There's nothing like down and dirty. Like there's no effort really put into it. Whereas with this, it's like, or this just feels different. Yeah, you like, feel like she's really like, like Charlie's Theron is like a part of this. Like this is who she is. She's actually doing these things. Right. Well, I think it's just it's. You're in a stairwell, the close quarters, the showing the tiredness, showing the like even with the bad guys, right? Like they get beat down and then they slowly get up. And I mean, she almost like she would kill a regular guy like three or four times over before these guys die. Yeah. So right. right. So it takes takes a real effort to to kill a a guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the last time I'm going to keep you guys on track about this, (laughs) but there's a reason I want to wait to talk about that scene because she has her run in with all of these people individually. Yes. Beforehand. And she I think fights that, that we, blonde guy in the theater. And I was going to say it would be she fights. Well, she fights the blonde guy and the other guy in the theater. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So I think that that we need to just talk about those scenes first, just to show that like there is this history, and that she has fought them before, mm-hmm. and she's bettered them barely. Yeah. And, like, well, she you, kind of escapes that guy. She puts a key in his cheek. And yeah. <laughs> so and this, yeah. and I think that's what's really fun about this is that she actually like she she escapes everybody easier the first fight. Yeah. And then when it all culminates in that final scene, um, she actually, it's like, okay, they know her and she knows them and it's going to be different this time. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause she, she, she kind of doesn't good. So if she was just beating up faceless guys earlier, then there's no, yeah, like you're saying, there's it doesn't build anything. So it, that's well done in this. Like so that okay, we're seeing those same henchmen again. You know, this time like she she's able going to be able to defeat them. Like, yeah. yeah. So what we have is a the movie goes on. She uh, the guy she ends up going to the bar, right? Who it turns out you know she meets her handler the her Russian handler there that we don't know it's a Russian handler yet. Mm-hmm. But she also meets Delphine. Is it Delphine? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who she promptly fucks. <laughs> well, she's going to use... Well, like, you know, okay, so I, I can understand this scene from a spy movie perspective because you've always got the James Bond scene where he has to fuck some hot chick yeah. so that he can get information from her. It just seems... He's just using her so that he yeah. can... It whatever. also just seems cheap, though. Uh, yeah, it, it does come across that way. But at the same time... I think they're going for like, oh, well, this is like a little bit of a flip on that that same old spy trope. I guess. I was a little disappointed in it just for the sense of like, I feel like it weakens the movie as like a female badass movie Yeah, to have so much nudity in the film. Yeah. Well, the other nudity we get is mostly her... When she has those baths, and I didn't actually mind that. Like I didn't feel like that was exploitative. No, I, th- I didn't think that was exploitative. It's showing her wound, battle wounds. And I everything. totally agree with you. I um, think that this was the sex scene. Yeah, seemed a little, at least the way it was done. Like you didn't have necessarily have to show anything. Like you could you could easily allude to them having sex without. Yeah, it was also shot like a soft core, like soft. Yeah, like movie. there was like oh, let's throw some eroticism in here. Or whatever. Yeah, and like and I just thought like okay, we don't really need to have this like. It, the movie would have been better with if it had of like pushed aside those stereotypes, and it ha- would have allowed her to just be as badass and you know as a woman and not 
I don't know. How but I, have a sex scene? I think it is trying to be like a James Bond. Yeah, it wants to take the James Bond thing and just kind of yeah. flip it a little bit and be like. Yeah, know. I mean, I think this movie, like we've already said, would do way better without all the spy shit. And it was just. Yeah, well, okay. It, it's just that she, it's trying to do, to me, it feels like trying to do too much because it wants to be a legit spy craft movie. But also then you want to have this like, the, you know, the David Leach stuntman choreographed mm-hmm. uh, badass action sequences. Right. And I guess it's not that you can't do both, but I, f- I feel like in this movie it was like the the scales went f- too far one way. If and, I was going to redo this movie, I would be like, OK, she has a package. She needs to get a package from West Berlin to East Berlin. And it's her like working her way through that. And like all these people like putting up barriers to stop it. Right. But like she's on this mission to be like, I'm, I have to get from like from A to B. And as I get closer to B, like everything's going to get harder. Yeah. And I think that would have been like more interesting than this like double cross shit and like mm-hmm. whatever. Like, and it still could have been that you had Percival who's like, you don't know whose side he's on. Cause really Percival he's in the own, end, he's on his own side. side. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> yeah. he just, he just loves the game. That's mm-hmm. all he wants to do. He's like, he doesn't want the game to end. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it should have just been like her going from A to B deliver the package and then try to, and then get back out. Right. But, but that's the problem is if the point is to deliver the package from one side to the other, can it just wait? They shouldn't have framed it around the Berlin wall. Right. Like, or it could have been that, that, that like for the Berlin wall to fall, she had to get get him out. She had to get there. Like you, you had to write it in a way that, that it was necessary to be done that way. Like why? Because it's, it's a great setting for this, like to have to bring him out while all this shit's going on. It creates all this chaos and uh, going on in the streets and everything. But then they don't end up using it because we're going to get to another set piece, which is her trying to, uh, take spyglass out. And now you, you see the rift between, um, uh, Lorraine and Percival where like you, you really get the sense that like, they have two different agendas. Trying to take him out. You mean, oh, when she's actually trying to... Re- she's trying to remove Spyglass from East Berlin right. move to West Berlin. Yeah. Percival mm-hmm. shoots, is the one who shoots Spyglass. Yeah, which so, is one hell of a shot. Which is actually... Yeah. So, but before that, it's actually really cool. Because I remember, like, so I'm watching the movie um, uh, Merkel, Bill Skarsgård. He's, like, getting everything ready for, like, uh, like Spyglass and his family to, like, leave, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's, and there's like, this, like, like, little things keep changing. Like, all of a sudden, it's, like, um, the family's going to be there. And then Percival's, like, that's part of my plan. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, oh, okay. But when you see, you see the shot where they, when they show, like, um, Merkel's whole area. And there's, like, this fucking pile of... Of umbrellas. Did you oh guys... yeah, in the background. And I was cause... like, "What the? What is all? What's with all that?" Right, which they then use in the. Which they then use, and I thought that was like, okay, that's actually pretty clever, right? Yeah, and then the snipers per- are Percival, following yeah, them and, and then they... so there's snipers that are gonna shoot spyglass because uh, Percival has like tipped them off to which building they're gonna come out of. So then, at a certain point, uh, Merkel does a whistle, and all of a sudden, like everybody in the crowd, like yeah, puts their umbrella. And like, I love that shit. Like, I love that kind of stuff. Right. Like, that's slick. 
I didn't see that coming. Like it's like an Ocean's Eleven thing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that stuff's that stuff's cool, right? Like that stuff's really cool. It's those little things I really love about spy movies. I mean, and when spy movies do them well, I mean. Mm-hmm. They're like next level, right? But what this movie doesn't that, do very just well. Just that cool factor that. Yeah, mm. it should it should have pulled back from the like, like uh, the double crossing stuff, right? And the the in the, the intrigue of like the whatever, and it should have focused on that kind of thing. I just want to know yeah. how the fuck he shot the guy that's in the <laughs> middle of the crowd. Yeah. He's good with man. with his gun resting on his arm with a silencer you know, silence on it, <laughs> like, which even I understand is going to not work. That's just how good he is, <laughs> I guess. Um, but but then that leads into the sequence that we've been hinting at and right talking around. Yeah, so this leads into the best scene in the movie, which I believe I think we talked about this before when we were sitting down. Is I think this entire movie was sold on this sequence. Yeah, do you think they would, they shot it first and showed the real the people to, I don't to producers? Know. I I feel like they shot something. My guess would be that they shot something, or storyboarded it, or something. Some, yeah, I think they shot probably something to do with this scene, mm-hmm. and they they shot it out, and they're like, "Look, we're gonna make this movie. It's gonna be John Wick, but it's gonna be Charlize Theron. It's gonna be somebody. She's a spy. She's in a spy. Eighties Berlin. It's mm-hmm. gonna be sexy. It's gonna mm-hmm. be violent." Like, look what we can do, and then they showed this. And it's, this scene it's so far, rules. Yeah, it's so far above everything else in the movie. Like, there's other cool things scattered throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but this scene is just so fucking good. It, it's so standout. Yeah. Like, watching the trailer, the whole fight scene's basically in the trailer. And you, if you watch the trailer, you'd be like, holy fuck, this movie it's looks rule. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. It, it's, it's up there with... You know, the best John Wick sequence. I mean, she should be in the next John Wick as, like, the bad guy. Like, she should (laughs) have played the... She would, yeah. In the last movie. The Halle Berry bit? No, not Halle Berry. The other... uh, What was the other... Ruby Riot? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Ruby Rose? Ruby Rose. Ruby Riot's a wrestler. Should have played that role. No, she's too... She's too good. She needs to be, like... She, well, she has to be like the role a, would have had to have been beefed up. Yeah, the role. She, oh no, I know it would have it would have had to be beefed all, up. Yeah, but I don't think we've talked about how great she is. Well, we I think we have. We have. We, we did we, we did Fury Road and we did. But we uh, haven't like just, Reindeer Games. <laughs> yeah. But she is amazing. Like, she's but lights I, out. I think she could be in a John Wick movie and be his equal almost. Yeah. Oh yeah, she could be like she, like she could be like the villain. Well, that's what, yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, like, she's she the, the villain. villain. And it was like a situation where John Wick finally meets like somebody is as good as he is. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Like, that, that would be awesome. It would be cool if like eventually somebody kills John Wick. No, what are you talking about? It could happen. <laughs> uh, that'll never happen. <laughs> the end of the franchise. They're, make, they're raking in the dollars here, man. Yeah, they could be Charlize. <laughs> she no. takes over. You, you should never book wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> the story's got to keep going. <laughs> You gotta get asses in the seats. Yeah. Uh, well. John Wick can't die. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna die. I would kill him personally. Um, I'd also let my career on fire just because I was like, <laughs> yeah, this seems like the right choice for me right now. But yeah, this scene is just great. It's so brutal. It's so well choreographed. It it also it looks like a, a single shot for most of it. It does. So James McAvoy, uh, he shoots Spyglass as they're trying to escape. 
and they have to. Uh, Charlie Theron figures out that there is a sniper, not the one that shot him, Spyglass, obviously, but she figures out there's a sniper in a building, and she's like, "We." She says this cool line. She's like, "We're so badass," and she's like, "We have to end this like now." Yeah, we're gonna, gotta deal with it like right we away. We have to deal with this right now, or else we're never gonna make it. And she ends up going up and fighting the same guy she fought in the theater. Oh, we didn't talk about the theater scene. Yeah, the theater scene. Yeah, let's jump back for a second. They're so, watching uh, so Stalker. She, she, they're watching Stalker. Let's just jump back to that scene. Um, they're watching Stalker. Uh, everybody's after her. She just crossed into East Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows. She uh, runs into a movie theater. Uh, hides in the theater. Boom. She comes out. She pulls the fire alarm. And then she looks for a set of keys <laughs> to fight with. Which she should have just found the keys first. But regardless. Uh, and then she ends up fighting these two guys in the... She escapes everybody else. And she ends up fighting these two guys in the back. Yeah, like behind the screen. Behind the screen. Which yeah. is so cool. I love it. Glorious Bastards does the same. I think they do something like that, don't they? Where they're behind the screen. Yeah, I feel like that's. I feel true. like they do. I don't know. If not, it feels right. Um, <laughs> but they 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 have a fight scene behind the the screen. Yeah, and it's it's pretty good. It's like a good little. It's a ab- short one, but it's yeah, yeah a moosh boosh. Yeah, yeah. To get yeah. you there, but there's this one scene where you like you where there's one part where she uh, she has the keys, and in her hand, yeah. she puts the keys between her fingers, the one key. Is it a key or is yeah, it like a, it's a key? And she punches this blonde dude in the face. <laughs> yeah. Through the cheek. Through the cheek. And this and guy keeps fighting face. her while he's got the keys hanging yeah, out of nothing, his face. Nothing. Yeah. This is after yeah. she kicked the shit out of her or his boyfriend. Right. The other dude. She beats him with like a fucking ladder or something. <laughs> yeah. So that's like the lead in beforehand. But yeah. But yeah. So she's seen these guys before. But I, I just wanted to, like, the scene's pretty good, and she ends up escaping. It's kind of lame, because she happens oh, to go out the one go, door. We, we get into that whole car sequence before that sequence ends, where it's tracking the shot. The tracking shot continues with them escaping in the car, and then the traffic, like, she has to back up, and it's the camera spins around, and now we're looking out the, the back window. Wait, uh, you're jumping back to the... To the big fight we were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we didn't kind of finish the... Uh, but yeah. that's after the fight. Yeah. It, like, leads directly So let's talk that. about the fight. We're all over the place here, but it's fun. So this fight is pretty crazy. Spyglass is shot in the stomach. Mm-hmm. She leaves him at the bottom of the stairs. And she goes up to... To find the sniper. To find the sniper. And everything about this scene is perfect, I think. It's about as, as close to perfection as you can get in this movie, especially where she like, it's it's all like hand to hand. She's like improvising with like her weapons. Well, she shoots a couple guys. And she then, does. But, but once those uh, sort of main henchmen show up, then she ends up getting into hand to hand stuff. But it's but it uh, starts off with a lot of like hiding around corners, hitting people as they come through. Um. Yeah. Throwing shit at people, coffee mugs and coffee mugs and bottles, and, and <laughs> but they this takes such a beating in the in the like, yeah, yeah such a throwing beating. into tables and all this shit. Yeah, the like, best part is I think at the top of the stairs when she fights the the blonde guy and the then the sniper and it's, gets hit with the bag full. She gets of hit all with the bag full of yeah, yeah. yeah. 
The gun part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that it's just it's it's so much f- it's so visceral it's so much fun. Well, it just it just feels like authentic, right? Like it feels like yeah, okay. Like if you were fighting for your life uh, on both sides of the coin, whether you're the protagonist or these bad guys, like you know, once you get into it and you've done a few of these maneuvers to each other and you've got taken some hits and shit, yeah. like their their lungs are heaving for air, like yeah. they're. You know they're limping, they're bruised up, like they're just they're just so battered. Like. They are, and and she fights so smart, like everything that she does, like inflicts the most amount of like, crip, like not pain, but like to just take someone out. I just wish some of this, like I was saying, some of this feeling was more like some of the other earlier action sequences are fun, and it's not they're not bad. But, you know, when she fights those cops, for example, with the hose, yeah, that just feels a little more slick, like a little more like... Yeah, it does. Not the same kind of movie, really. It really does. It feels... A, it, it, the, the, the stairway scene, the, assass- the assassination scene, is it's so visceral, it's so you feel like you're right in the middle of it. Like, it is John Wick 1 in a lot of ways. It's, it's yeah. gritty and it's dirty, right? When she fights the cops earlier... Um, it does feel like it's like a little too easy for it's her. It's a little too staged. It's a little too like right. I'm, she's using a hose. Like that's kind yeah, of fancy. <laughs> like, it's fancy, and there's like a lot of these like, like she flips the hose and it hits the guy in the crotch, and then she like does the another flip, and then like, and it, it, like I said, like it's not actually bad when you're watching it. You're like, this is cool. Like, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But then you watch this other sequence, and you're like, oh shit! Like I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's a difference of like when she's fighting the cops, it's completely one-sided it's all good luck good luck that i have this hose good luck that i can beat these cops up when she's fighting those guys in the stairwell it's like good luck bad luck it's like sheer perseverance it's like you can only it's good luck i have this weapon bad luck he has a weapon good luck i have this bad luck and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth i think you're right which then makes it more like you're kind of on the edge like oh like that's gotta be the end or right. you know so you're kind of like back and forth with it yeah i feel like you're totally right i, th- I think it's the same thing that i feel when i watch um like i, I think i brought this up in six underground uh, with uh car chase scenes where yeah. i hate uh he's you know he's an amazing driver she's an amazing driver they're an amazing driver right and they get out of something just based purely on luck Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Which happens in this movie? Well, you got to be good where, to be lucky. Yeah, where she where <laughs> she flies through an intersection, and the only reason she escapes is because the next car gets hit, but somehow right. she finds that like perfect hole. It's the same thing in Six Underground when they're when they're doing the escape in Italy, mm-hmm. right? Like he just drives through an intersection. Right. There's no <laughs> skill involved in that. There's right. just. You drove in a straight line and nothing hit you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and that's kind of like how I feel about some of those earlier fight scenes where it's like there's no danger there. Like, you know, she's going to get away. Yeah. No one seems like they're laboring that hard to like fight her. Well, she's not even really laboring. That no, hard. you're right. I mean, I guess they're they are supposed to be easier to take out than these henchmen. But. But I just would have liked to see at least a little bit more of that same flavor in those other fights. Because then at the end, when we get to the very end of the movie, 
and you know we've learned she's satchel and she's going to give the list to the russian guy yeah uh, in this hotel room um then that just feels like a sequence from a completely different movie to me that feels so tacked on like it feels like something from like the early 2000s it's super slick. She's got the gun. She's yeah, but see, wheeling around the room and t- shooting right. each person. And it feels yeah, just it feels like, like a I'm very watching fucking like uh, like uh, what's the Aces movie? Smoking Aces. Yeah, I'm watching Smoking Aces at that point. That that fits in though with that cop fight scene. Yeah, I guess uh, 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 the, it just felt so like it, out of place to me after we've watched that other sequence and then we yeah. see this. It's funny in that scene. There's the one part where she's behind the couch and then she pokes her head out the one side of the couch and shoots the one guy. The other guy has time to take a shot, but he hits the couch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just so not believable like yeah. that this guy couldn't hit her. The Because he does, totally had time. Th- yeah. Also, the movie does start going into something that happens in John Wick 3 especially a lot. Which is just straight headshots. Oh yeah, which oh, yeah. I fucking like, I love it. I can watch that all day. <laughs> I can watch I can watch somebody get like punched in the stomach and then a and then a headshot from like mm-hmm. from like, from the blow like all day. That's my jam. But uh, you're right. Like it does feel more like the cops scene earlier. Yeah. But it feels more out of place to me because we saw those scenes before that right incredible sequence, and now this is happening after, and it feels like. What? What? Like, what are we doing here? Like, this is. Hey, I don't. That scene is pretty stupid because it's like, really. And at like, that point too, also with like where the plot has gone, I'm I'm just not feeling it anymore. Like, now we've like we then we learn. Oh, it turns out at the very end, she's actually working with the CIA the whole time. Yeah, and she's she, pretending to be British. She's not even British. She's right. not like as an MI6. So she's like a triple quadruple yeah. agent or whatever. <laughs> um. And it just like at that point it's like okay so we've just like so many twists and turns yeah. and now oh all like it just keeps twisting and, and oh John like, Goodman's her buddy after all like it just felt like I, they really went too far with all that stuff. This is another reason why like John Wick works so well because it's a, it's a singularly driven like narrative. Yeah, it's it very is, stripped. It down. is like it is uh, a guy has to get to another guy. And kill them. That's it. <laughs> and yeah. then there's things in their way, and then they move them. And then they kill them. And that's it, <laughs> right? Which is, I think they should have used that same narrative for this. Like, like this woman has to get to this place, and she's going to do everything she can to yeah. get there. Like, she is singularly focused yeah. on well, getting there. This, is, this was based on a Oni, Oni Press graphic novel. Yeah. So I'd be curious to read that and see... You know, maybe they were trying to be really faithful to the story and include all this spycraft stuff. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they added all that shit. I have no idea. But like it feels like to me, it feels like they're trying to maybe put in too much material from a from the story, from the source material. And it just didn't necessarily translate. What was that? that? Well. What was that fucking uh, polar polar? Yeah, it was supposed to be Netflix's like answer to. Nads Mickelson, yeah, John Wick, yeah, <laughs> apparently amazing comic book. Yeah, that I started reading it. That I, movie was like what a piece of shit. It was like a weird mixture of like smoking aces and <laughs> yeah, the trailers looked oh like a like, co- wacky. I don't not, know. I want not a not a comic book like a coloring book. 
for Juggalos. <laughs> it was pretty watch bad. Watch the fuck. Have you not watched the movie? I've not watched it, no. Okay. Coloring book for Juggalos. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll get right on it. <laughs> you watch like 500 well, movies a year. Well, we should do, put, do it on the podcast. Uh, you pick it. I'll watch it. I'm not picking it. I'm not picking it. <laughs> well, I guess we're not watching it. I don't want to watch it. Again. We got to get through Avatar first. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching it. Andy told me he was originally going to pick Avatar for when he, <laughs> when he comes on. And I was like, is that how you want to get off on the right foot with John? You want to pick Avatar? I mean, it, it would be fun. <laughs> we will do it so this year. So you're welcome because I made him change his pick. <laughs> I don't want to watch Avatar, man. <laughs> I think I would just be like, I'm just going to sit this one out. Well, that was the other thing I said. I was like, oh, he'll just opt out if he, if you pick it. <laughs> I'll be the first. It'll be the first episode without me. I'll just be like, no, I'm not doing you it. You won't opt out. Come on. In the end, I'd man pro- up and in, watch Avatar. <laughs> in the end, I'd probably do it. Uh-huh. But I'd probably say I wasn't going to do it first. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's worth it. Watching. No, I don't ever want to watch those movies. <laughs> well, well what, what, is there much more to say about this movie? There's not much more to say. I'd no. say, uh, yeah, you know, in the end, she gets on the plane. Yeah, fucking. They have the joke about the cocksucker comment. Right. I know. <laughs> hey. We're all spies. We kill people. Oh, she's American. Oh, yeah. She doesn't have an accent. Yeah. yeah, it was so kind of cutesy at the end where yeah. I was like, eh, eh. I didn't like it. So this is a this is a weird movie because there's a lot of things I do like about the movie. I think it looks really cool. That you know, the locations are all great. We've got a lot of fun action set pieces and one that's like next level. Um, yeah. you know, McAvoy's great. Charlie Theron's great. But so Mac, I wish McAvoy. Okay, let's talk about McAvoy for a second. I w- I want more of him. Yeah, I mean, I he's, he's in it I mean, a fair amount. He's in it a lot. He is, but I wish that he was okay. I wish they had made him a good guy, and I wish they would have given him like a good death. I mean, I like his role in the movie. I like his role. I'm just saying, if I oh, was, I, gonna, didn't, I didn't actually mind his death. No, I'm saying I wish that they had made him a good guy in the end, and there was like, if you're gonna go like the whole like, he's like, you know, like, is he good? Is he bad? Is he good? Is he bad? I would have made him good. Yeah, and then giving him like a cool, honorable death. No. I think it, I think it would have been funner because I think that the, the that the way they portray him in this is just cheap. Like it just isn't. Like it's so basic. It's so. How do you mean? It's just exactly what you would have expected. His character or his death or what? Like what? everything about him, his character, his death. Like it's just not. I kind of like his death because she just coldly I, it, shoots him in the street. But I wish that yeah. I wish that he had turned out that he was actually good. Because like, there are good things about him. Like he does save the family. Yeah. And right. He shoots the other guy. He shoots the dad. Yeah. Well, I mean, like okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, Eddie I, Marson. We don't need him. Me personally. <laughs> I just would have like if I was gonna redo it. Well, he's the most interesting character in the movie, so I wish we had known more about him. I wish that he wasn't. I feel a bad like you guy. could do a prequel about him, sort of thing, instead of uh, yeah, you could. But oh, actually, that's not a bad idea. That would be a fun fucking, or at movie. least in comic book form, if not movie form. I mean, I think you could do a sequel to this. Yeah, it, it feels like they wanna they wanted Apparently to do they talked a about sequel. it, but it's not gonna happen. Oh really? Yeah, I don't think it made very much money. No. So, hmm. um, but yeah, it's a it's a movie that I have mixed feelings on. Like, 
I don't think it's bad. I think there's a lot of cool shit, but then I think there's just had, all this stuff that's dragging it. It had down. potential. But. It just you know the other thing it lacks is the world building that like John Wick had, which is what it's always going to compare to. Is it doesn't have that world building of like. Well, this tries to be around it's just a, an event, right? Right. Yeah, yeah it's a, in set, real a certain setting at a certain time, which is in some ways a benefit and adds some cool flavor to the movie. Um, but I don't know. It's it. trying to be too much like the Bridges Spies kind of. <laughs> yeah, Bridges no. Jones yeah. Diary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's trying to have a lot of different sort of appeal to it. Like, yeah. It's not just a visceral action movie. It's also a like complicated spy movie. But then the complications aren't fun. Like no. if you make a really good spy movie, that stuff like pulls you in. Not like right in this movie. I feel like I'm always like, oh wait, what's happening? Like <laughs> who's doing Why what? Why is him? this happening? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's rate this thing. I'll go first. Uh, I'll say overall everything. I give it a five except for kills. That gets a six only based on the, uh, the assassin, the, sorry, the, the, the shooter scene. I don't know what you want to call it. What have we been calling it? I don't know. The sequence. The, the sequence. <laughs> Stairwell. Uh, overall. Stairwell so 5.2. Um, it's a good movie. It's just the, the plot sucks. It's kind of a drag. Um, they make some, I think they make some really poor choices, but, uh, that one sequence, man, if fucking <laughs> just take that reel, sell it to another studio and make another movie. Cause I think you could just destroy with that. Yeah. I think you could make a movie just all of that, which is basically <laughs> what John Wick is, but yeah. So, uh, my reactions of five overall five. Uh, mine's a six and a 5.8. I gave it a seven for action because that one sequence is so fucking good that it like pulls it, pulls it up. But, uh, if you had had like two more, even shorter sequences of that caliber in this movie, like I would say it's worth, uh, re, you know, repeat viewings, but yeah, as, I, I as would, it is, just find a way to watch that. Too. I would probably <laughs> show somebody just that fight sequence. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. And say, Skip the rest. Or if you're making a YouTube supercut of great action sequences, it definitely deserves to be in there. Yeah. So that gives it a 5.3, which means it's tied with... Number 70. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> Batman Returns, Fast Five, and Blade. Well, that's a lot of ties. This is what happens when you get to the back side of the list. <laughs> this is what happens... You see what happens <laughs> when you fuck a stranger in the ass? Okay. Um, <laughs> I, you, you just said it before I did. So. Uh, well, man. Okay, so wait. Turtles? Turtles, Batman Returns, Batman Returns, Fast Five, and Blade. I guess I'd put this behind Batman Returns ahead of Fast Five. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd say. Behind Batman Returns and Head of Fast Five. Okay, so obviously you're like, it's not as good as Turtles. 
No, I'm not. That's I'm your not, first just, thought. I, your I, first, I think it's better than Turtles. Your first thought, but I also is, thought Batman Returns was better than Turtles. Thought, your first thought was it's not as good as Turtles. My first thought and was makes, I'm not gonna win if I put it in sense. front of Turtles. <laughs> See, I, I'm inspired by Mac. I'm, actually, I'm playing the game. I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually gonna put it ahead of Turtles. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. What? Yeah, I'm gonna say it's better than Turtles. Okay, I'm changing my vote. It's a it's a turtle. No, he doesn't get to change his vote. (laughs) Well, that's a new rule. I'm just going with my first instinct. Ahead of Turtles. Uh, See, no, James has got me convinced. It's behind Turtles. (sighs) All he had to do was say something. (laughs) See, out of these five movies, I think Blade is a better movie. Almost. I keep going back to like Blade is like I want some I want some blood rave, you know. No, I just can't get over it. Go hey, here's the thing. If you want this guy didn't do any like ecstasy when he was young and he missed the (laughs) rave scene. If if you want to redo Blade, Uh you have to go watch it again on your own. Yeah, I'll watch it again. And then come to us and then say, All right, guys, I think we need to do Blade again. Is that what you can't you can't just be like, Oh man. I got such fond memories of that blood rave. Because I think why you, you all do the same thing. I know, but wait, wait, why is there a rule against that? What, no, what's I, going I, on here? What I'm saying is, I think you need to go do it. Go watch the movie again. See if you want to repitch it, and then we'll redo it this year. Oh, that's the rule. It's always been the rule. Just to, <laughs> we can redo it again. I just think that if you rewatch it again, you're not going to think. Uh. <laughs> I think okay. I it's think like we, when we read it Bloodsport and you're like, oh yeah, we're gonna move Bloodsport wait. up. And then we watch it again, and you're like, yeah, but it was Bloodsport. I'm just saying if you if you <laughs> No, I but think, I would have had to watch the movie first, then said no, we need I, to redo it. I think, then, sh- I think you should, I said. He's saying he thinks you should because then you'll be like, Oh yeah, no, you know, because I think they will, I think if you rewatch it again, I think you're gonna be like I, I think no. you're taking me too literally. No, but I also think that you do want to move it up. He's just saying it's better than Atomic Blonde. Oh, like, I thought he was saying it's better than Turtles. Uh, no, he wasn't saying that. He would never say that. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to agree with Dustin. <laughs> Behind Batman Returns? 72. Yeah. 72. That seems fair. <laughs> Wait, what is... But you, no, just say that you want to put it behind Blade, if that's no, how you feel. No, I'm putting it on 72. All right. Put it behind Blade. I'm not putting it behind Blade. <laughs> you love Blade. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Motherfucker's <laughs> always trying to ice skate uphill. What are we doing next? We are doing... This is James's pick. Terminator 2. Oh, shit. The Judgment of All Days. Dun, 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 dun. That's not what it's called. <sighs> uh, dun, dun, yeah, dun, that's dun, what it's dun, called. Dun. That's probably what like part seven is going to be called. <laughs> oh, that's... So this I'm, is a, I'm looking forward to This is a that. banger. Yeah. This well, is a... Uh, this is a top five for me. This yeah. is well, yeah. This is one of those ones. James and I were just talking about this the other day about like doing like some of the big ones. Yeah, this is definitely. Uh, yeah. We got to take some shots at the top. Yeah. Yeah, Mad Max has been there for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't moved since we. Well, Mad Max and John Wick are tied for points. For yeah. points, John Wick should be number one, but <laughs> but you got to voted. Yeah, I know. Have I ever been outvoted? Have you? I don't think I have. I think we all have at one point or another, yes. Uh, I'm going to say that I haven't been. <laughs> you right, well, you go back that. and listen to every episode <laughs> and then tell me. 
Which one? Ep- which episode? I said, go back and listen to every episode and then tell me. I'm listening. You have definitely been outvoted. You have been. I think I always. Uh, I think I was vote with the team. <laughs> All right. We've done 111 of these. Everyone has been outvoted at some point or another. We haven't had. We have not had 111 ties though. Well, no. That's what I'm saying. When it comes to ties. I feel like I've always been on the side of the team that won. I don't think I've, 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 I can't see that. I don't think true. I've ever been the lone standout. That's what I'm saying. Well, you just said it went before Turtles, and I agreed with Dustin. But it's still so you lost. <laughs> yeah, it still went high though. I guess I technically I lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I get you. <laughs> we're getting <laughs> we're getting in the details here. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Please watch Terminator 2 Judgment Day so you can be up to date for next week's <laughs> podcast. Uh, if you Some like homework. us, tell us uh, tell us on online. Uh, give us a like on Instagram or Facebook, but uh, give us a rating. That's the best way you can... Action, oh, action podcast. Action, action podcast. And we will see you next week. Guys, guys.